You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I, I do have a quick word that I wanted to share. And, um, you know, I'm, I am so excited about this night because this is really the, the launching of a new era for East Campus. You know, you, the, the guys talked about how, how powerful this is the first time that we're doing this as a campus. But, um, but I'm excited for, for you all because you're going to be able to look back on this night and this, this Emerge Conference and realize that you were really there at the beginning, the beginning of a new era, not just, not just for this campus, but for all of East County. Like, you, you may not understand this, but, but because you live in this territory, this is the domain that God has given you, and he has given you the authority over this domain. And, and Emerge is all about understanding what that authority means and then taking action with the authority. And uh, I, I love all of our captains and leaders because um, they're the ones who have, have caught the vision. They've caught the wind of the Holy Spirit, and they're doing the lion's share of the work to make sure that all the rest of us have this space to operate. So the first thing I want to do, I want to invite all the captains, all the core team to come to the front. I want to pray over you all, all the captains, core team. If you're here representing a captain, come down. Come on, let's give these men a, a hand as they come. These are, these are the men that, that represent the leadership of the church. These are the men that represent the vision that Pastor Jurgen carries. These are the men that have answered the call to, uh, to do the hard labor, the behind-the-scenes stuff, the, the stuff that, that they don't get accolades for normally, the, uh, the calls that they have to make, the, the places that they have to go to reach out and to make sure that every man... Every man has the opportunity to receive breakthrough. Every man has the opportunity to receive blessing and to take the next step as he, um, as he sees the vision that, that God has for them. And, and these men, they, they have the eyes to see what God wants for, for all the men on their team, all the men of the, around them. They know that God's will for them is to bless them, to prosper them, to see them lifted up. So just stretch out your hands right now. I want to pray over all these captains and leaders God, I thank you for your wisdom, your wisdom poured out onto these mighty men. God, I thank you for the, the commission that they have accepted, the call of service that they are willing to step up and answer. God, I thank you that you will enlarge their territory, enlarge their capacity, God, that you're using them for a powerful purpose, for a powerful time, such a time as this, these men have been created. God, I thank you that you've anointed them, anointed them with strength. With, with wisdom and, God, with mercy and truth, God, that you're leading them every step of the way as they lead other men, as they set the example for other men. God, I know that you're moving in their lives. I ask that you cover their families, protect them, God, that they never have to feel like they're, they're going out on a limb and leaving anybody unprotected or anything uncovered, God. As, as they go out, as they're the tip of this spear, God, you are their banner behind them and in front of them. You are their covering and protection over their household, over their family, over their businesses. God, as they reach out and, and see the kingdom of God realized, I thank you that their house is being built as well by you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for these mighty men. I want to go fast. I'm not going to speak long, but I, I have this word that God has, has circled around, swirled around in my, in my heart, and I know 
I know it's for, for us all tonight. And uh, really what Pastor Jurgen, he, he highlighted some specific things, specific areas. And you, you may not know this, you may not realize it or not, but we're in the middle of a war. That there is a war that is raging. And he just, he just identified several areas that are specific battles that we're fighting in this season. Sometimes the battles rage hot, sometimes they're under the surface, but the war has not stopped. Jesus has already won. And that's what the, the enemy doesn't want you to know, that the victory has already been won by Jesus Christ. But we still work out the victories in our own life. We still work out every single battle that, uh, that, that comes up because the enemy is trying to prevent us from, from receiving that victory. But that's what you got to remember. The victory is already won, and all you have to do is receive it. You just have to stay in the game. You have to keep battling. You have to keep fighting, and you're already victorious. You've already received the crown of life. Every man does have a battle, and I want to talk about that a little bit. There's a battle that every single one of us has faced or is facing. And the devil's greatest fear, the devil's greatest fear is that a man would step up and understand that he has the power to wield the sword of the Spirit. The devil's greatest fear is a man who knows how to wield the sword of the Spirit. That is the Word of God. If you know how to wield the Word of God, you are the devil's greatest fear. The Bible says that the, if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. Three times the devil came and tried to tempt Jesus Christ. And three times Jesus responded with the word. He said, it is written. It is written. It is written. And three times the devil was resisted. Three times the devil went away. If you'll get the word of God on your mouth, then the devil cannot stand in front of you. He has to flee. He has to leave whenever you resist him. If men will understand that when they wield the sword of the spirit, when they wield the word of God, the devil is going to flee. That means that the devil, his next job, his next assignment is to try and knock the sword out of your hand. His, his, his next job, if, if, if he can't prevent you from picking up the sword, then the next thing that he's going to try and do is knock the sword out of your hand. And the truth is, every single one of us has either had the sword knocked out of our hand or we haven't picked it up yet. Every single one of us has had the sword knocked out of our hand or we haven't picked it up yet. When I was, when I was growing up, I, I didn't really like to read very much. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to be outside. I wanted to be playing sports. I wanted to be doing other things, being active. You know, I, I went through school and I, I had pretty decent grades, especially in math, like not so much in, in reading and, and that kind of stuff. But um, it wasn't my favorite thing to do. In fact, the only books I ever read were, were about soccer or, or horses. But... Uh, probably because I grew up in Kentucky. <laughs> but uh, we have to understand that the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, is the most valuable thing that we can set our attention to, that we can set our mind to. When, uh, when I got to college, what little instruction that I had from, from Sunday school and from my parents in the Word of God, I mean, I, I don't think I knew much more than John 3.16 and maybe a couple other verses. I probably couldn't recite that many of them for you. I had, I had experienced, you know, some of the word through church, and, and I, I'm, I'm so glad I had the foundation in church that, uh, that laid the groundwork for the rest of my life. But when I got to college, what little I had, I, I forgot, or I released, I let go. Um, thank you, Jesus, for, for praying parents and praying grandparents, because I never, I never dropped my shield. 
I maybe I didn't have the sword of the spirit in my heart or in my head or in my hand, but I always had a faith. I always had a belief in God, and that I know that that shield of faith is what sustained me in that time. But I had absolutely no offensive power against the devil. I was I was just in protection mode, even though I didn't even know it at the time. I was uh, I was unable to do to bring the devil to battle in any way because I had lost the sword. And like I said, there's, there's a time in each, each of our lives where we've lost the sword or it's been knocked out of our hands. Maybe, maybe you know you're in that time right now. Maybe you know that you're far from God. Maybe you know that you need to pick up the sword again. And it's so important that we, we make a transition, we, we make a shift. In, in Proverbs 7.3, it tells us to write his commands on our heart. You see, if you, can, if you can get the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, not just in your hand, but in your heart, the devil cannot touch it anymore. He has no power to touch your heart. He has no power to knock anything out of your heart. You control your heart. You guard your, guard your heart. Let God speak into it. Let his word come not just into your head, not just into your hand, but into your heart where the devil has no ability, has no authority to take it away. Each of us needs a revelation. We've got to have a revelation of, of how good God is. We've got to have a revelation of how good his word is to help us make that transition from head to hand to heart. And we need to allow his word to come into us. And, and maybe you're far from God right now. Maybe you feel a bit like a prodigal son where you, you like me, had an experience growing up in church. And then, and then you know that you're far from him. You know that you don't have the, the sword in your head or your heart or even in your hand. And you want to get it back. That's what tonight is about. It's about getting back that sword, getting back the word into all of your life, everything that you are. It's time to renew your destiny. God has, has created you for a purpose. He's crafted you for a purpose. And you can re, reacquire that destiny. God's plan for you hasn't changed. God's plan for you is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has good plans for you. And like Paul, who was walking down a road on the way to Damascus, the angel of the Lord came to him and revealed to Paul that he was not following God's plan for his life, that he was persecuting the church. And when the scales fell off of Paul's eyes, he saw his life in a new light. He realized that his destiny was not down the path that he was walking on before. He had to do a 180 and go the other way. It doesn't matter what path you're walking on tonight. God has a plan for you, and he wants to reveal something to you to reset your course, to realign your destiny, your walk with his destiny, with his goal for your life. Will you allow him to do that today? The, I had a title for this word. I, we don't have a title slide, but the word I wanted to share with you tonight is the Damascus Blade. The Damascus blade. And I think we have a picture that we can bring up about that shows one of these blades. So this is a Damascus blade. And uh, anybody who's ever seen a blade like this probably re remembers it because it's got such unique characteristics. And probably in the last 10 years or so, these really have started to gain popularity. But, um, but it's called the Damascus blade because the, the, the way that the blade is created, the way it is forged, was from some of the, one of the oldest cities in the world in Damascus. 
in biblical times, maybe before. And, and, and the truth is that, that the original method of making these blades has been lost to time. Nobody really knows how they did it originally. And so blacksmiths have, have come up with a new style, a new method. And um, I mean, probably for the last 1,700 years or so, they've been making them in this style. And why this, why this blade is so um, unique, apart from just the, the design, is that specific design comes because it's, a, it's a, a, a welding, it's a bonding of different metals. Different metals that are, that are stacked together. And, and how the process happens is, is you take uh, specific alloys and you, you layer them and you form a billet. And, and you can stack three, three of these layers or up to 25 layers of these metal alloys, one on top of the other. And, uh, and after you stack it together, you, you superheat your forge and you stick this billet, you stick these stacks of layers into that forge and you get it so hot that you can't even tell the difference from one layer to the next. This superheated billet, this, this ingot, it gets, gets so hot that, that all of these layers start to blend together. Then the blacksmith will take that, that billet out of the forge and he'll start to beat it with a hammer. He'll beat it and beat it and beat it and, and all of the scale will start falling off. All the impurities will start falling off. Everything starts to blend together into this one long billet. And that's just the beginning of the process because then after he has the billet, he can stretch it out. And then what you, you let's say you start with just 10 layers of these, uh, these metal bars, these, these ingots coming together. You stretch it out, and then it can fold it on top of itself and fold it again and fold it again. And so what you start off with maybe just 10 layers can turn into 100 different layers, 100 layers if you fold it 10 times. That one piece of metal can be layered 100 times. And, and some of these blades have two to 300 layers in them. Two to 300 layers of individual metals forged together, hammered together, pressed together, beaten together to make this one blade. Why that's so important to me is because I believe that we are called to be a Damascus blade. That each and every one of us is called to be a Damascus blade. What does that mean? The men that are on your team, the men that you're going to go to emerge with, those are the layers of metal that are coming together. The men that are in your connect group, the people that are in your connect group, those are the layers of the metal coming together. The men that you serve with on a team, those are the layers of metal coming together. That if we can allow the process to happen, and like Pastor Jurgen said, that fourth area, the fourth way that the devil is coming after men specifically right now is isolation. That we have to defeat isolation. If we can allow ourselves to, to go through the process of becoming a Damascus blade, then we defeat isolation because we're never alone. We're pressed together. We're heated together. We're layered on top of each other. The hammering comes down and all that does is serve to drive us closer together. All that does is serve to reforge the bonds between us and strengthen them, not tear them apart. The first thing that each one of us has to do is we've got to reforge the sword. When the sword is knocked out of your hand, when it's chipped, especially if it's broken, if the word of God is broken in your life, if you can't find it right now, you've got to reforge the sword. And I, I love that we have the opportunity to do this together because we can do it not isolated. We can do it not on our own. You cannot forge yourself. And those who have tried have failed miserably. 
These, the, the so-called prophets that talk about end times, that they know the exact date, the hour when, when God is coming back. Those are men that have tried to forge themselves. Those are men that, that have not submitted to the master craftsman. You've got to allow yourself to be forged by God. You come alongside your brothers and they'll help the process out. But you have to put yourself in the master blacksmith's hands. He's going to forge you in a way where you will not be broken. That you will not shatter. And you will not fail. When we come to the Damascus blade... It's so interesting to me that, that these stacks of metal that are layered together are called a billet. And uh, those of us who have been in the military, and probably a lot of us know that a billet is also synonymous with an assignment. That's your purpose. When you've been given a billet, you've been given a calling, you've been given a purpose. This is your job. This is what you're supposed to do. That each one of us has a job, has an assignment by, for God and by God. But we cannot do it alone. We've got to do it with the guys who are stacked on top of us, stacked beneath us, stacked around us. We've got to do it with the guys that are bonded to us, that are welded to us, that he's called us to do something individually, but with other people, that we are supposed to help each other in our assignments. We're supposed to lead each other in our assignments. We're supposed to lift each other up when our assignments fall down to the ground. We have to be the men that will come together as a team. The next, the next phase in the process is the heating, the heating. Once those layers are, are stacked together and they're stuck into the fire and then folded over and then hammered out and then they go back into the fire, I want everybody to repeat after me. Fire. fire. Come on, every man, repeat after me. Fire, fire. Is, my friend. is my friend. Fire, fire. Is, my friend. is my friend. The testing that we face in the fire it's not meant to take us out. It's meant to make us stronger. God is removing impurities from us every time we face a challenge. James says, I count it all joy when I face every challenge. The testing of my faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that I may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. We have to allow the process of, of the heat of the fire to come over us. Because without that, we can't really bond together. If we're not heated to the right temperature, if, if those metal bars don't reach the right temperature, then they're never going to stick in the middle of the battle. They're going to flake apart. They're going to they're break down. They're going to split. Allow yourself to be bonded to the men. Maybe, maybe your brother is facing a loss. Maybe somebody that they love just, just passed. Maybe they've lost something in their life. Maybe your best good bud had a bit of a relapse, went back into addiction. Maybe one of your brothers is walking through a divorce. Whatever fire you're being tested with right now, you have to remember not to isolate yourself. You have to stick close to your brothers. You have to rely on your brothers. Allow that bond to form. Allow the, the completion of the Damascus blade to happen in your life. If you've seen the movie The Band of Brothers, Easy Company went through World War II. They faced so many challenges. They faced so many firefights. They faced impossible odds. But they're called the Band of Brothers because they stuck together through each and every trial. And each and every trial, each and every firefight brought them closer together, made them stronger. We have to allow the process of the fire to happen so that we can draw closer to each other. The next, stage, the next phase of the Damascus blade, after the, after the billet is formed and it's ready, 
and it's quenched, it's got to be sharpened. You got to create that, that hone edge, that fine edge. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. In Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. One of the most important things that we need right now, the reason why we needed the sword of the spirit is because it brings discernment. There is so much deception in the world right now. That we've got to be able to cut between soul and spirit. We've got to be able to cut between lies and the truth. We have to be able to cut between what the world is telling us and what God has already told us. There's a, there's a parable in the Bible called that, that talks about the, the wheat and the tares. Where the farmer sowed good seed into soil and the wheat came up. But the enemy came in and, and sowed bad seed, tares, in amongst the wheat. And when the servants saw that the, the harvest was coming up, they saw the wheat and the tares together. And they asked the master, should we, should we go and pull out all the tares? He said, no, you've got to leave it. Otherwise, you might pull up some of the good wheat before it's ready. Just wait until harvest time. At harvest time, the angels will be able to come in and separate the good from the bad. That there's going to be people in your midst. There's going to be people in your circle that do not have good intent for your life. There's going, to be, there's going to be people that, that come in, and they might seem like sheep, but they're really wolves. They have ulterior motives. They have plans that are not from God. We're not, we're not called to go out and, and yell at all the anti-vaskers or anti-maskers or, or the maskers or the vaxxers or, or any of that. We're not supposed to go and, and berate people. We're not supposed to go and belittle people. We're not supposed to go and, and, and try and rip people apart or separate people. The enemy wants to segregate, segregate. The enemy wants to isolate that we have to let what the process is happening, what God is doing, we have to let that process happen. We have to, to be good seeds ourselves, sow ourselves in good soil, soil, raise up, grow up, and allow God to do the sorting in the end. That we believe, and it's God's will, that none should perish, that everyone should have everlasting life. And so we want to be a church, we want to be a, a, a body of men, a band of brothers, that welcomes everybody in, that includes everybody, that gives everybody the opportunity to get breakthrough, to get freedom, to get healing in Jesus' name. Yeah. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. There's going to be some pounding. There's going to be some scraping. There's going to be some filing. There's going to be some honing. Sparks are going to fly as you're sharpened. You will get hurt. You will be offended. That's why it's so important that this sharpening process happens after the forging process. After you've come together, after you've bonded, layer after layer after layer, a hundred different layers coming together, that has to happen first before the sharpening happens. Otherwise, when the offenses come, you're going to be separated. When the offenses come, and the Bible doesn't say if they come, the Bible says they will come. You will be offended. But if you allow the process to happen, you, you can become a razor sharp sword of the the spirit. You can become a razor sharp Damascus blade if you go through the process, if you submit yourself to the process. And the last thing as we wrap up, once you've been forged with your brothers, once you've bonded together, once you've been sharpened, it's time to answer the call. There's a, a movie. It's one of my favorite movies, probably in the top 10. It's called Lord of the Rings. Anybody seen it? Little clip on there. Come on, who's seen Lord of the Rings? Come on, who loves the movie? 
Such a good movie. I love that. And um, the last movie in this series of three is called Return of the King. Aragorn, the king, he's, he's relinquished his purpose. He's relinquished his assignment. He's gone out. He's been rogue. He's a ranger. He's doing whatever he wants to do. He hasn't answered the call. Why? Because he's afraid of his destiny. He's afraid of his lineage. He's afraid that he's going to make the same mistakes that his father's made. He's afraid that he's going to fall into the same pit. But in this movie, there's a sword, a sword of the king. And the sword was broken by the enemy. The sword was broken into pieces, and it just became a relic sitting in a museum. But in this movie, they knew that the only way to achieve victory, the only way that they could take, take on the enemies of darkness was if the true king, the one king, would stand up and take his call. And in order to do that, he needed the sword. So there's a powerful scene in the movie where they come together, they take all the pieces of this broken sword, and they reforge it. They reforge the sword of the king. And when they present him the opportunity, when they present him with the reforged sword, he takes the sword, and he commands the most powerful army that the world has ever seen. He's able to defeat all of the enemy, all the forces of darkness with the sword in his hand. If you will recognize that God has called you to be a king, God has called you to an assignment, God has called you to a purpose, then all you need to do to achieve victory is pick up the sword. All you need to do is pick up the sword, get it in your head, get it in your hand, get it in your heart. Allow yourself to go through the process of being forged, of being bonded with the brothers on either side of you. Allow yourself to go through the process of being heated up. Allow the tests that come in your life to, to push out everything that is not of God, everything that is not a pure alloy, a pure metal. Allow God to, to test you in this. All the impurities burnt off. Allow the process of sharpening to happen. The chips, the filing, the pounding, the hammering, the hurting, the offenses, let it happen. Allow it to happen. Don't run away from it. Don't leave too soon because God is creating you into a Damascus blade. He's creating you into a razor sharp sword of the spirit can, that can discern between soul and spirit. I believe in this so much. I believe in this purpose. And if you can put that picture of the, the blade back up there, that we are called to be Damascus blades. I put, a, I put in an order for a blade like this, not, a, not this exact one, but, but one that's close, that's similar. It's a nine and a half inch Bowie knife made from Damascus, it's Damascus clad blade. I've got it on order. I wish it would have been here tonight, but I want to I wanna gift this blade and I'm going to work with the, the, the captains and the core team. I want to gift this blade to the man who brings the most other men to emerge. Not just, not just buys the tickets, not just, not just gives them the opportunity, but the man who brings the most other man to emerge, I want to gift this blade. And the reason that I want to do that is because it's a symbol. You see, when we will go out and we will find another man who, who's in his weakness, maybe he's lost, maybe he's the one that's searching, maybe he's the prodigal son, if we'll, if we'll not just, just say, hey, there's, a, there's this great event and I want you to get there, um, if they'll actually go and, and maybe buy the ticket, but even more than that, maybe they'll go and they'll bring him. They'll, you go and physically put him in your car because you know more than anything, he needs to have his life radically changed. 
if you'll go rent a van and, and fill it up, a 15-passenger van with men, and get them there because you know they all need to have their lives radically changed, that they're far from God, that they're lost, that they have no idea even how to pick up the sword of the Spirit. Bring Bibles with you, whatever you got to do, get it in their hand, get them in the car, get them to emerge because it's how they will be found. Year after year after year, people come to Jesus Christ through this conference. People come to a revelation of what the sword of the Spirit is, that the Word of God is powerful. The man who brings the most other men to emerge, I want to gift this blade. And not just for that purpose. Because every man that you invite to emerge, every man that you bring to emerge, every man that you invite to church, every man that you bring to church, every man that you, you get across that threshold from death to life, something powerful happens. Their life is changed. Their life is renewed. Their life is restored. But you know what else happens? You add another layer to your blade. Every man that you influence, every man that you bond with, you're adding strength to your own blade. You're adding power to your own blade when you bring somebody to Jesus Christ. You're adding another brother who's never going never gonna to leave you, never going to forsake you. Because when he has the, the sword of the Spirit in his heart, when he knows that bond was forged, He's with you, you're with him. Layer after layer after layer, hundreds and hundreds of layers. We have the potential, 300 layers. What is, what, what is the limit? What is the limit with God? How many men can you be forged with? How many men can you bond with? How many men can, can come together in one, just one blade? I want to give all of us the opportunity. Why don't we go and stand to our feet? Wherever you're at tonight, maybe you're far from God. Maybe you know you need... Maybe you know you need to pick up the sword again. Maybe you've never picked up the sword. If you know you're in that place where you need to reforge the sword, I want you to come down to the front right now. If you need to reforge the sword, if you need to, to find the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, come down to the front. If you need to get it in your heart, maybe, maybe your sword is lost, maybe it's broken, maybe it's been knocked out of your hand, come down to the front right now. Come on, let's give them a hand as they come. Anybody who knows you need to reforge the sword right now, come down to the front. Thank you, Jesus. Just, just lift up your hands to heaven. Turn your palms to heaven. God, I thank you for the word, the word of God, sharper than a two-edged sword, discerning between soul and spirit, God, that these mighty men will reforge the sword. They'll pick back up every single word that you've promised over them. God, I thank you for this moment, reforging the sword. That they're, that they're banding together with their brothers around them. That they feel your presence. They feel the touch of the, the, the hands of these mighty men behind them, around them. That the sword is being reforged right now in their hearts. God, that they are created for a purpose. They are created for design, God. I thank you for the forging process. That they will not run away from the heat. That they will allow it to happen. That the fire will test them. It will burn out impurities. It will bring them together, not apart. God, that they are bonding with mighty men. These metal alloys coming together to create this beautiful blade. God, I thank you for the process of reforging the sword, that they are reconnecting with you. In Jesus' name, God, pour out your spirit into them. The lost are found. God, I thank you. The prodigals have come back. I thank you that you're speaking to them right now. You're reforging that bond 
with them in their hearts. God, I thank you. They will not just have the word of God in their head, but they will have it in their hand and they will have it in their heart, written on the tablet of their heart in Jesus' name, God. I thank you for the process of reforging the sword. Right now, if you know that your blade is rusty, your blade is dull, and it's got to be resharpened, come to the front. Maybe you fought some battles. Maybe there's some chips, some dings, something in your sword that is, is not right. Come to the front right now. If you need your blade sharpened, iron sharpening iron right now, come up to the front. If you know you, ha you, know you have the sword in your hand, you know you fought some battles and there's some holes, there's some, some, some blockages. You're good, man. You're good. That's right. He wants it. Come on. Anybody else who you know you need to sharpen the blade? God, I thank you for the sharpening process. I thank you for the honing process in Jesus' name. Razor sharp. They are razor sharp in Jesus' name. Discerning between soul and spirit. God, I thank you for the, the filing process. I thank you for the honing process. That they will not let offense take them out in Jesus' name. That they are unoffendable. That the process of sharpening is happening right now, God. I thank you that it's going to continue to happen. Every battle that we face, we've got to come back and be resharpened. We've got to come back and let our brothers see those nicks. There's times in your life where you're not going to be able to see where you're dull. You're not going to be able to see where there's a gap. You're not going to be able to see where you're not sharp. Allow your brothers to help you out in the process. Allow them to sharpen you. Allow them to foul you because you've been forged. Because because you've been bonded, because you're a Damascus blade, you will not chip, you will not bend, you will not break, you will remain sharp through the process in Jesus' name. And finally, any man here today, if you know you need to answer the call, just lift up your hand. If you need to answer the call of God, that he has called you to be a king, you need to step into that assignment. Right now, lift up your hand. God has a purpose for you. He has an assignment for you. He's telling you right now, this is the moment where you put on the crown again. This is the moment where you accept your destiny, accept your call, accept his purpose for your life. God, I thank you for the return the king that you came back from the dead to give us the model so we can come back from the dead once we are dead now we are alive in you that we have answered the call we picked up the sword of the spirit we've been sharpened we're ready for the fight we're ready for the battle god i thank you that we are here we are ready god use us father every single plan every single purpose that you have for us that we accept that we are kings and priests. We are leaders in your kingdom, God. We are fighting every devil that presents himself, that we are moving forward, not back, that we are banded together with our brothers. And God, I thank you for the victory, that it is already won in Jesus' name. Somebody give God a shout right now. Give him some praise. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.